Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more. All for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. know-it-all podcast here on the know-it-all network we are back ladies and gentlemen we're back better than ever and uh some would say that's a good thing i'd like to think we're one of them that you're one of them you know what i mean anyway i think so anyway we are your hosts i'm will and i'm bob and is that an unlicensed nuclear accelerator (laughs) no i'm just very happy to see you Excellent. <laughs> and thank you for playing. It has been a while since we uh since uh, we've been able to do this. Uh, a lot it, of things have happened, been, both good and bad. Uh boy, I'll say. <laughs> I hope everybody out there and uh, all our listeners and everything had a great holiday, a great end of the year, a great beginning of the year. And uh, if not, let's uh let's try to make it better. What do you say? I'm down. <laughs> Bobby I, Boy, I, I, how, how, how have you been, man? How's, how's, uh, how's, uh, aside from the obvious, of course. Aside from the obvious, uh, life's been pretty all right as of lately, man. Like, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a couple toes short. I used to have 10 toes the last time I did one of these fucking episodes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, I, I got sick. I got an infection. I lost some toes and, uh, I'm, I'm doing all right though, man. Like it, it, it feels good to be back considering that I was, I was pretty sick for a while, but, yeah, um, it, it, it was such a heartbreak to, to hear all everything that you were going through, man. But also I'm glad that, that, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're doing what we can to help each other through everything that everybody's going through. Yeah, so. ab- absolutely. You know, like I can't, it, I can't give you any toes. I can't like, you know, do a lot. Well, no, well, we you're, can't not, do. you're not Walter Subcheck. Well, of course. <laughs> but you know, we do what we can to, uh, to lift each other up, man. You know, the worst part is they would not let me keep the fucking toes. Like that's the that, part that hurts the most. That boggles my mind. Yeah. I mean, it's yours, right? Like it belongs to you. Yeah. But they're infected. And I guess they think that I'm going to like, like what are you Jason, gonna do? Put it, put it in a Wendy's chili bowl? I don't know, dude. I guess they think I'm gonna like. I, I think it's more of a fear that I'm gonna just Jason goes to hell it, and just eat like my limb or something. I don't know, but like they, there they was have- this. That that's so funny because there was a story that I heard. I don't know if it's true, um, where this guy he had to have a piece of his foot amputated, right? Uh huh. 
or a piece of his calf or something like that. Some a piece of his leg. He had to have it amputated, right? Yeah. And he convinced the doctor to let him keep the piece that they amputated. Oh boy. And he brought it home and he cooked it and he ate it. Well, yeah. That's probably why they won't let me keep my toe. Thanks a lot, guy. <laughs> and he said it tasted like uh, you know, fajita, like like you know, like uh, uh, cured meat of some type. Don't don't encourage people this close to the apocalypse, Will. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're doomed soon. Like, you know, and tell, it's <laughs> don't tell people we taste like fajita. Don't tell me people taste like fajita, Will. Fajita's expensive enough as it is. There listen, are man. Outside, listen, like, man. We like, and, and this is very well common knowledge that um one of our closest ancestors or like our closest relatives is actually pigs like yeah. we're so close to pigs that yeah, i've heard people i don't know if you heard of this but people like they're actually transplanting pig hearts into people yes i read about that <laughs> so in my mind i would think that a human being would taste like pork you know yeah well there was a really tribe. really fatty pork there was a tribe of, I don't know, like, where they were. I'm not even going to speculate, but, like, I had read um, in a book. But uh, it actually was. But that they, they they have a um, ritual. When someone passes away of natural causes, they eat a piece, they eat a piece of them. And um, they refer to dead people as long pork because we taste like pig. We taste like pork. That's 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 crazy, man. That's a freaky thought, isn't it? That is a freaky thought, um, and uh, it, it it's 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 so funny that we have that we're able to make those references, you know, because people actually did it, and yeah. uh, like That's that cannibal up. in Japan, oh. who um, who lured one of his uh, classmates, his college classmates, into his apartment, killed her, ate her, spent time in jail, got out of jail. And now, like, is is a famous celebrity who releases his own cookbook every year. <laughs> so that's a thing. Well, I know for what. It's the same reason that OJ wrote a book called If I Did It. Yeah. Motherfucker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, every I time I hear okay. about that, I just think of the Will Smith meme, like, you know, where he's pointing out, you know. Yeah, like, did it, did it, if you did it. Yeah. That's like, if it, that's like if Vince McMahon wrote a book called If I Exploited My Wrestlers. <laughs> okay yeah but we still buy so. it every, we still buy i know it right <laughs> i feel i feel so good not watching raw yesterday i just like nah. nah. like just flat out like nah. <laughs> like i'm i'm fucking i watched like, and then it didn't help that i watched all of vice's dark side of the ring they just put it on today so I man just, like, that show after i haven't seen yeah dude and, so like, i just okay real quick i just i just want to want to get back to uh uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get back to our, to to what we uh what we used to do in the old shows which i should be back up pretty soon we'll be able to, to bring you those back but uh yeah bro what what did you watch uh you 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 watched uh the dark oh, side man. of the ring which is a vice uh a documentary series yeah, I watched that on Hulu, and like I saw a few of them because they put a few on. on... What do you think of them, man? Like they're they're pretty they're pretty uh, uh they pretty they, they go pretty in depth, man. Uh, yeah, I I like them a lot. <laughs> it makes me laugh though, because like some of the things that <laughs> that they do episodes on, uh, and people are just like, oh my god, I'm so angry and offended, and it's like, <laughs> bro, have you ever watched the shoot interview? 
Like yeah. these stories are pretty fucking readily available. Like, like I the remember, Bruiser Brody incident, the Owen Hart yes, incident, the, uh, like, the mass transit stuff. The the one that really kind of like, and I don't mean to laugh at it. It's just that it's such an old story to me. Um, was the plane ride from hell episode? Oh and, God, dude! And so like, just okay. Tommy Dreamer defending Ric Flair, like so. I I've known. Uh, I mean, I'm a rest. I'm an old school wrestling fan. So like, I, I've known yeah. about the plane ride from hell. But yeah. every time I heard it, every time I heard the story told, it was done in this like, oh, boys will be boys kind of kind of storytelling, yeah. right? It, it but really then when is. I saw the documentary about it. It's way worse. And you're like, oh, wow, you ruined that poor woman's life. (laughs) Holy shit. And like, it's just it. It was one of those things where like just watching it, too, and just hearing Tommy Dreamer like, yeah, but I mean, that's just how Rick is. And come on. He wasn't. And I'm like, wow, he's going to kill his career. (laughs) Yeah. And sure enough, the day after it aired. Sure enough, yeah, the day like, after it aired, Tommy Dreamer was kicked off of uh, uh, the, the promotion that he was working for. Yeah, he was working with Impact, I believe, and they, they removed him. And I'm like, yeah, I figured that was going to happen. That's about right, yeah. And, and you know what makes it even more sad is the fact that this thing happened 20 years ago, dude. Yeah, dude, it's such an old thing that happened, like, forever ago. And, like, I'm like, wow, like, you guys are just, like, getting around to this? Like, holy shit, that happened so long ago, like... <laughs> That happened before Brock Lesnar quit the first time. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. was in the plane. <laughs> That's and so crazy, man. It's just so weird. And the the one that really like, like really breaks your heart, though. Um, at least for me, outside of the Brian Pillman one, is the uh, the Luna Vachon one. I was like, man, that's so fucking. I haven't seen that one yet, like, man. That one's hard, dude. Like yeah. that one's real hard to watch for me because like, I was such a big fan of Luna. She was so awesome, dude. Like, she, she was really such a wonderful. And, like, just to hear, like, how dirty, like, Vince McMahon and the rest of that fucking company did her, like, it just sucks. And, and like, hearing her stories just, it's a damn, mm. it's a damn tragic one. It really is. But, like, yeah. those are really good. I've seen some fucking really amazing movies lately. Like, I just told you about uh, Jacob's Wife before we went on on the air. I can't recommend that one enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're breaking up a little bit, man. You're gonna have to say that again. Sorry, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're kind of we're kind of low tech here. We're uh, know, we're, right? we're using we're using uh, uh, sticks and leaves <laughs> to uh, record this sticks podcast. So, I, all right, yeah. you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, okay, I, well, what I was saying was I saw Edgar Wright's um, last night in Soho. Oh, that movie was. Great, dude! Oh, wow. Like, okay, so so uh, I'm not telling any stories out of school here. Where I when I say that my wife is uh-huh. a hardcore like, she will tell you the ending of a movie five minutes in. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Like she's one of those she's one of those people that like she watches five minutes of the movie and she's like, okay, I know how it's gonna end. She's she's like, really intuitive it. that way, right? Yeah. She did not call this. She did not call the ending of this movie. It's so hard to call this one. <laughs> I and know. like. I'll tell you, man, like I, I I love a good ghost story yeah. in a movie, but there's ghost stories and there's Kubrick's Shining. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
There's ghost stories and there's Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Yeah, like which is 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 one of the best Stephen King stories out there. That's not written by Stephen it's King. It's not written by Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, like it was such a like wow, what a fucked up movie. Yeah. And like, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see the end coming at all. Like, and when you get to it, it's so satisfying. Like everything yeah. about that movie is just so tragic and like beautiful and satisfying. It's such. Such a good movie. So and I had already uh, seen Thomas and McKenzie and uh, Jojo Rabbit, which was uh, mm-hmm. my favorite movie of 2019. Right. Like, on. I, I I still like that movie. Still sends chills down my spine. I, I freaking love that movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it still makes me cry. Okay. Uh, and um, but this movie, dude, like her and Anya T- Taylor Joy, oh, uh, I'm like they. They're gonna they're gonna win an Oscar one day. I'll just say that they're gonna they win a freaking fucking, Oscar. One they day. should fucking win an Oscar for this one. But like, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in the fucking Academy Award. Well, you know what I mean, dude. It's 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 one of those, uh, uh, you know, that you say. Her <laughs> movie, and until they like publicly apologize for snubbing fucking Tony Collette all these years, like <laughs> yeah. Like the Academy owes Tony Collette a lot. Like it's the thing that sucks is they're probably not going to recognize her movies until after she's dead, yeah, and like exactly. I better be dead too because I'm going to be pissed about it. Like, yeah, we we so. already we already got rid of the Golden Globes rightfully, dude. So uh, let's work on yeah. the Oscars. That's what he say. You you <laughs> think I'm angry podcasting now? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to throw my hat in the ring and uh, uh, be like the millionth person to say this, but guys. Watch Peacemaker. Watch freaking oh Peacemaker, God. dude. I've never what been a fan of John Cena's acting. Uh, I think he so finally good. found the perfect role for himself in this one. Yeah, dude. He's so good as Peacemaker. He really is. Like, <laughs> I sat through the first three episodes and I'm like, yeah. holy shit, what a fucking great show this is, dude. What a really And that opening. And that opening. <laughs> it's uh, like watch the suit watch james Gunn's the suicide squad first yeah but like holy shit this is so fucking good like it is so funny man and like, the humor is so like it, it's <laughs> it's dark but it's not like mean if if that makes any sense you know like yeah it, it's the same thing with um uh i caught up with fucking Cobra Kai, once again, blown away and beyond satisfied. Yeah. Um, I still maintain, uh, and I mean this when I say this, the Karate Kid does not deserve the lore that it's getting. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. tell everybody, I'm like, you do not like a single Karate Kid movie more than you like Cobra Kai. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, Cobra Kai is infinitely, infinitely better. It made, it made part three better. <laughs> right? Like, who like it made Terry shit? Silver the best bad guy it in the really freaking did. in the lore. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there. <laughs> Hold on. Say again. Say again. Say, say it again. You're breaking up again. Say it again. And I was like, bro, if Terry Silver's not in this, the fuck are we doing? Like, and as soon as I saw him, I'm like, fucking Woody Harrelson and goddamn Zombieland. Like, Terry fucking Silver! Like, I was just hyped. <laughs> I was like, I don't care, dude. I love this stupid show. <laughs> like, it's so good. It doesn't deserve to be anywhere close to this good. And, like, I love how they turn, like, every single one of Miyagi's, like, little lessons, his little fortune cookie lessons into, yeah. like... 
really amazing tear jerking episodes. Like, holy shit, dude. They uh they they give so much respect to Pat Morita. Um it's a, I hate that he's not around for this. I from, hate from that what he's not from around. what I hear, from what I hear, he was uh um he was a very complicated person. Yeah, uh, I imagine. Yeah. But um everybody who worked with him at least mm-hmm. had nothing but like, you know, like they 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 have the best stories and the best things uh to everybody say about him. Right? such nice things to say about him. Yeah. And like. and like the guy who plays um the guy who plays the the, the main kid, what's his name? Uh, uh, Miguel uh, Jolo oh, yeah. Marina. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he's going to be playing uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, there's rumors going around that they want Tanner Buchanan to play uh, Nightwing or Robin. Yeah, which uh, I I kind of uh, like. I'm fine with that, but I think he's too old. I do uh, too. But at but the same the- time, like. It's it's for I think that's for the CW. Yeah. Like cuz from what I understand they've already gotten um which is why there's so many problems with the Flash. Um is cuz the CW is focused really hard right now on doing the Arkham Knight series. And like they're not going to call it Arkham Knights, I think they're going to call it Gotham Knights. Yeah, Gotham but, uh, Knights. Yeah, yeah, the Gotham Knights series and um it's supposed to be like uh Batgirl and Red Hood, like trying yeah. to find him, and that's yeah, what the Batgirl whole series is supposed to is supposed to revolve around. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm 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 intrigued by it, but they are letting Flash like just go by the wayside, and like, yeah. which is really unfortunate because I watched um, about a month ago. I I, I finally caught up to uh, Crisis, uh, their their Infinite Crisis, and wow, yeah. they fucking they dropped the ball really bad with that. So like, I, I stopped watching the CW shows years ago, but I, I, I jumped back in to watch the crisis because, you know, I'm a multiverse fanatic or whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was like, I couldn't follow any of it, man. I couldn't it's, follow any of so, it. It was such a mess. It's so poorly done. And the, the fan service, don't get me wrong. The fan service is, is fun. Yeah. In bite like, size and, in, in, you know, in little bits and pieces, like it's, it's yeah. great. like it was great to see Robert Woolligan. You know, yes, in it's Knox. Yeah, that was very like, cool. It grabbed my attention right the fuck away. Yeah, and uh, uh, Burt Ward, it was great to see him as well. And yeah. uh, um, what's his name from Smallville? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Tom Welling. Tom Welling. It was awesome seeing Brandon Routh as the Kingdom Come Superman. Yeah, which like, was that really was cool. Kevin Conroy as Old Man Wayne. Like, yeah. it was very, very cool. Like, all that shit was cool, but, like, literally, it was the only good part. It makes no sense in the context of the story. Like, absolutely none. None, <laughs> like, none of it made any fucking sense. I'm like, you're doing multiverse. This is not Crisis. Yeah, Like, exactly. what do you think? Yeah. You have to do the Crisis on tours before we go Infinite Earth. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And, like, just butchered. I didn't like it at all. And, like, after that, I was like, all right, I'm good with Flash. Like, yeah. I just yeah. stopped caring. Do you have to? Uh, I'll, 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 let me ask this: Do you have to watch the other CW shows in order to get like Flash? Um, because yeah, I know that they do like crossovers, thing. like mini crossovers. That's the unfortunate thing is that sometimes you really do.
up and he's like, oh, yeah, we met earlier. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. I've been watching the show. <laughs> I would have noticed Supergirl. Did they like, do that? They do that with uh, they do that with like a Law and Order or, or uh, Grey's Anatomy where you have to watch the other shows in order to get what's happening, you know? Yeah, that's why I stopped kind of like because I would watch Grey's Anatomy with with my wife all the time. And then she's like, oh, yeah, now we got to watch like. Chicago this Fire show. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to watch yeah. other people like fucking die. That's all the show is. Just yeah. <laughs> just people die. So uh so anyway, man, uh on that note, what do you say we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode? And uh well, I'll we... tell you, man, the reason the reason I really wanted to do these episodes is because um Ghostbusters Afterlife was probably my favorite thing that I've seen this last year. <laughs> Uh, all because it appealed to the nostalgia in me in like the best way possible. Like, don't get me wrong, it, 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 a lot of it is just a nostalgia pop, but yeah, it's done in the best fucking way. And like, it just reminded me how much fun Ghostbusters is, yeah, and how fucking much I hate the fan base for ruining <laughs> the, the women's Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, come back for that episode. I've got a lot to talk about when it comes to that, but like. It, it's we're gonna get we're gonna get into more in depth because we are gonna dedicate an, an entire episode to uh to Ghostbusters Afterlife. But uh I will preface it with this is that Ghostbusters Afterlife did uh fan service the way everybody should do fan service, where it acknowledges it but it doesn't rely on it. Right. And that's that's what's so great about about Ghostbusters Afterlife is it 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 acknowledged it but it didn't rely on it you know yeah. it gave enough of the backstory in the story itself and and like in my opinion anyway like I I feel that Ghostbusters Afterlife is a Like it feels like more like that's the sequel, yeah, to the first Ghostbusters. Uh -huh. Like if it, to me anyway, it feels more more sequel than Ghostbusters two. And I like Ghostbusters two. Like, yeah, I don't care. I know I know people are are little divided on Ghostbusters two. Let me mince no words at all. I really like Ghostbusters two. Like I like it the same way I like Batman Forever and Batman Returns. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a nice, like, it's a nice addition to the, uh, to the story, but, um, you know, one it, of these it, tales is darker than the other. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so let's get to it, man. Uh, let's let's start where it all began. Uh, Ghostbusters from 1984, directed by Harold Ramis, um, and it started off. Let's go back to the way way beginning, dude. Where mm -hmm. uh, Dan Aykroyd had an idea for. And I guess an interdimensional police force, right? Mm -hmm. And the, keep in mind, this is before Men in Black. This is before RAPD. This is before any of that stuff, right? Where All that they, stuff except the Green Lantern. Thanks again, DC. <laughs> <laughs> no, Green Lantern is inter, intergalactic, right? That's Not true. Inter, yeah. yeah. Not interdimensional, but, intergalactic. Yeah, intergalactic. I got to get, get shit right if I'm going to be talking yeah. shit. We're a know-it-all podcast. Get your shit together, Bob. <laughs> don't want any uh angry angry letters so you know what we will take any kind of letters you guys write to yeah, us i don't care i was gonna say send all, send all angry letters to me if it's a really good one i'll frame it 
Yeah, we'll read it on the air, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, and and he brought it to uh, to Columbia Pictures, and um, they were interested in it, and they wanted to to do it. And then he brought it to Harold Ramis, and Harold Ramis was like, "Look," um, or uh, yeah, and he was like, "Look, dude, um, this is awesome, but the studio is never going to go for it." Yeah, we don't have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> It was going to be a $250 million movie the way he wanted to do it. And right? in like fucking the 80s, dude. Yeah. Like, holy <laughs> shit. So like it, 250 in 80s money. In so 80s like. Money. Yeah. Like, let's, so, just, let's just spend more money than, than Burton did on Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Burton's Batman was what? Uh, $80, $90 million or 90, something like that? Like 100, 100 million? million? It was ninety million dollars or ninety-six million dollars in like eighties money. So that's an equivalent of like what yeah. is it, two hundred million today? Uh-huh. Like still an absurd amount of money for a fucking movie. So, so like Harold Ramis, man, God rest his soul, dude. Mm-hmm. I had only known Harold Ramis as an actor. In fact, for the longest time, I only knew him as uh, Egon Spengler. Yeah, same. Like, I had no idea that he was a he was a, a writer. He was first and foremost a writer mm-hmm. and a director, right? Damn good one to, at that too. So, the fact that they brought him on board as you know uh, uh, a co writer and an actor uh, on this movie was uh, was a pretty big deal, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for this movie, and. Um, Originally, they had wanted uh, it was going to be uh, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, uh, John Belushi, mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy was supposed to be the Winston role, and then he turned it down for I think Beverly uh, Hills Cop, Forty Eight Hours, or 40, Beverly Hills Cop, one of those movies, one of those movies. Yeah, I think it was. I th- I think it was Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Which was originally written, I think, for Sylvester Stallone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was written for Stallone, and I think he turned it down to do another Rocky or a Rambo or one of those. I think he turned it down, and uh, he ended up reworking because he didn't want it to be a con- – because it was originally written uh, as as an action movie, and then they uh, uh, they reworked it to, to become more of a comedy um, after Sylvester Stallone left, Sylvester Stallone then turned that story into Cobra. And that movie became Cobra, and they turned it into a comedy when uh, Eddie Murphy was cast, you know? Cobra. So imagine Cobrati. <laughs> so imagine the movie that we could have gotten, man. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, John Belushi, and uh, Eddie Murphy as the Ghostbusters, man. What kind of a different good. movie that would be, you know? I think it would have been um, a fairly legendary film. I don't mm. think it would have. I'm sure some some Earth in the Multiverse has that version. Yeah, and I'd love to see it sometime. But like, <laughs> like genuinely, I I think the version that we got was just so much like so much lightning in a bottle. Yeah, like so much lightning in a bottle. Like the casting of Bill Murray was such a fucking interesting and eccentric choice and he chose mm-hmm. to play Venkman in such a different way than what Belushi was going to do 
Yeah, and I think I think Belushi at the time he was on his way to uh, <clears throat> he wanted to do more serious roles, right? Um, but he he would have he I think he would have played it a little more similar to the way Bill Murray played it uh, as, as opposed to the way he played, for example, Bluto in uh, National Lampoon's uh, um, uh, Animal House, right? But the the fact that uh, Bill Murray brought his own, like he was basically playing himself, Bill yeah. Murray in this movie, you know, yeah. like it, it. No, nobody else, nobody else could have been Bankman the way the way Bill Murray did it, you know. Exactly, was, brings such a charm to Bankman. Yeah, you know, like there, there's such a such a different person when he plays Peter Bankman than than anybody else could have done. <laughs> Like, and I don't it's think funny because, could have done it. And it's funny because he's he's like nowadays I guess you could you could say that he was he was like some kind of a uh, uh, creep creeper kind of person, right? Because yeah. Uh let's get into the movie now. Like they, they we open up with when we're introduced to Peter Vegman where he's uh doing this quote unquote experiment with these two college kids. Uh <laughs> and he's electroshocking the the guy. While he's uh-huh. giving the girl a pass, you know, like he's so, there as an a couple employee. of wavy lines, <laughs> <laughs> just shocking and, students. And that is that is like the first thing that I remember when when I, when I look back at the first time I, uh, watching this movie, I remember going to Top Video, uh, what, uh, renting this movie because oh they made a movie uh, based on the Ghostbusters cartoon, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. I, I was such a huge fan of the cartoon, and then like, well, no, I think I saw the movie first. I did see the movie first, actually. Like, I saw yeah. the movie when I was really young, dude. Like, yeah, God, my parents just let me watch whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. And, and yes or no, man, the opening, like the the first five minutes are like legitimately terrifying. They're man. legitimately really scary, like. I'll give it to like really all of the Ghostbuster movies. They all start off pretty creepy. They do a really good, even in the fucking the women's one, they do a really good job of like making the 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 opening scene, yeah, a, a fairly creepy one. Yeah, and, and like, and but like, honest to God, though, nothing beats the first one. The haunted library is just so fucking cool. Like, you can't look at. <laughs> And very creepy man and like the the thing the thing that scared me the most was that it reminded me so much of the old mccallan library like the library that was (laughs) mccallan yes or no like it was built exactly the same way like that like yeah i think (laughs) i think all libraries were just built that way at one point Yeah. But like it, it's such a freaky looking library. Like everything about it is just so like they and it's not even a freaky looking library, it's just the way they shoot it. The music that they choose, like yeah, just that old, like ooh, like just <laughs> weird 50s horror movie, like yeah, music. like the the 50s sci-fi with the with the uh uh what's what's that uh a musical instrument where you move it up and down. I have no um, the wave, the, the electronic wave, wave. It's music. just a creepy ass noise that they yeah. do, and like, I fucking love it. It, it. It's it's still like, in my opinion, it's still the perfect horror movie uh, yeah. to show your kids. 
like credit to, to Elmer Elmer Bernstein, man, a freaking legendary musical composer, man, who absolutely who had over 186 credits to his name before he passed away in 2004. Like he had so many uh, uh, musical credits. Like uh, he he did them. He did it for uh, like Mad Dog and Glory. River runs through it. Um, the remember that movie Journey of Natty Gan. Why the fuck do I know that name? With uh, uh, John Cusack and uh, uh, um, oh shoot, uh, with that actress who's married to uh, Patton Oswalt now. Um, Shit, I don't know. Uh, Meredith Salinger. Meredith Salinger. I, I feel like I feel like I have seen that. Yeah. Like, but I can't like remember. And it. Ray I- Wise. Ray Wise played her dad. Ray Wise. God, yeah. I love Ray Wise and everything. <laughs> like I so, just, I just enjoy him playing an angry dad in anything. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he was he was a uh, uh it's funny because he basically plays the same character in everything that he does from from that role to uh uh to uh to Swamp Thing. So he even played Robin's dad in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Same character. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like I just, I just love seeing Ray Wise as an angry dad and fucking every everything he does. Like, yeah. what do you mean you can't find my daughter, you idiot? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, the, the the get or the the chase, the chase. Yeah, dude. You remember yeah. that fucking movie? Yeah. I I don't I don't know why the joke that always made me laugh in that movie, and I don't know why. Just because his name sounds so made up, was the the scene where he's like. Lou, like he's yelling at his deputy and he's like, take the, uh, the bosses here and Mr. Uh, it's like her boy toy. And he's just standing there smiling and he goes, McInerney, McInerney. (laughs) I don't know why that always made me laugh. Like McInerney, dude. I'm going to start telling people that's my name on fucking, when I get those automated phone calls and shit. Like, what was your name? So like John McInerney. (laughs) I always, whenever, whenever somebody. Whenever somebody calls me, he's like, "Are you, uh, are you uh, Guillermo Martinez?" Like negative. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> I usually tell them my name is Osgood McGillicuddy. <laughs> Osgood. <laughs> yeah, my parents really hated me. <laughs> just because it's really, it's it's always really funny to have them go. Can you spell that? I'm like, I can, but it's gonna take a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you busy? <laughs> it's like I could tell you my real name, but uh, to say it in your language would break your neck. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna start saying that. <laughs> but to say it in your language would burst your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, man. Uh, yeah, dude. So, so we open up in the uh, in the in the uh, uh, in the library, and oh uh, man, like everything you need to know about this movie happens in the first ten minutes, right? Yeah, like, like it you're really does. You're introduced to uh, to the stakes, right, with the ghost. Uh, you're introduced to Peter Vingman. You're introduced to uh, 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 to, to, Ray to Dan Ackles, to Ray and freaking Egon, dude. One of the one of the funniest introductions ever is when they're 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 walking they're walking through the uh, um, the library. And he goes, remember when you tried to drill a hole in your head? And then he goes, that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. If you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> what if I, like, ever, ever since I saw that, I've always like, maybe we should pause. I want to know more about that. Like, right? I want a pre- prequel and I want the prequel to explain that line of dialogue, you know? Like, that's, no that's, like, that's like the comedy version of what happened in Cleveland. What happened in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah right. The, like, I, I, I think I need to know, like, the story of why Egon tried to drill a hole in his head. Like, yeah. 
So, like, I like these... how he does that part too, where he just knocks on the, the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, good and, <laughs> and, and, like, these guys just walk so nonchalantly uh, through, through, the, through the library and they see the ghost and they're like, oh, look, it's a ghost. Like, kind of like somebody would say, <laughs> oh, look, there's a taquacha there. Right. Yeah, dude. Like, so calm about this entire situation. Like, but, like, it, it, it really does feel like they've been doing this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, like, they know that they're real. Yeah. And, like, it's just one of those things where it's, like, fucking finally, like, one with a corporeal form. Yeah. Like, this one is, like, hum- it's, it's humanoid. Yeah. Like, it's interacting with us. Free, like, what is it? A free floating, uh, a free float, torso, a, free, a, free, a class five free roaming vapor. Yeah, real nasty <laughs> one too. But like, but what 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 I what what this really <laughs> does, and what I think is missing in all the other ones, including uh, Afterlife, mm-hmm. is the fact that they they like this this the, it's so normal in this world in, in yeah. this world that the Ghostbusters is creating, the uh, the ghosts are they're just part of life right and like nobody has been able to tackle this problem of ghosts and these guys they finally figure it out and they find a way to monetize it Mm -hmm. you know yeah and and that's that's what that's what i think uh is missing from a lot from all the other ghostbuster movies is that this is a business to them like this is they're not they're not doing anything groundbreaking here they're 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 providing a service yeah, like this isn't for religious purposes. Like it's yeah. a job. Yeah, like, you're exactly. Being haunted, we'll get rid of it. It's like an exterminating yeah. service. We're ready to believe you. You know, <laughs> complete with that cheesy commercial that they do. You know. Nah, we're exterminators. <laughs> Somebody saw a cockroach on the fifth floor. <laughs> That's got to be, <laughs> some, be cockroach. some cockroach. <laughs> Bite your head off. Bite man. your head off, man. <laughs> what are you supposed to be? Some kind of cosmonaut? <laughs> nah, we're exterminators. <laughs> I fucking oh, love that, dude. And uh, like, uh, and and when when they do finally like uh, uh, when you do get into like after they they get the uh, the proton packs and they show up and they're they're full you know gear and stuff, they explain the danger of the proton packs so perfectly. This when he goes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it just occurred to me, we've never had a uh, fully successful test of these things. He goes, I blame myself. Yeah, me too. You yeah, know? me too. <laughs> goes, Why not? Why not? Each one of us is, is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. You know, like that's everything you need to know about it. Like you don't need to, to show how dangerous it is. You don't need to like, you know, you everything you need to know is said in that ele- elevator. The thing that's so good, the way they really, really show you is that, like, well, no time to worry about it now. Switch me on. Switch me on. Yeah. <laughs> Egon. Egon just, like, God, like, just backs into the corner like it's going to save him if that thing explodes. <laughs> like, I love that, dude. Like, it's yeah. so, and it is. They, 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 they really just tell you really very quickly how dangerous these fucking things are. Yeah. And then they show you really right away when they blast the poor, like, cleaning lady. And they light her whole thing on fire. What the hell are you doing? He's like, sorry, we thought you were someone else. (laughs) Who the fuck did you think that was that you were going to shoot him with that fucking thing? You know what I mean? Like, that shit's... And uh, with that, we're introduced to... um, I guess you can say it's the... uh, uh, 
the the mascot of the franchise in mm-hmm. Slimer, which yep. back then he was just the regular ghost, you know, like he wasn't yeah, supposed he had, to be. He have a name. Yeah, well, he had a name that wasn't said in the movie. Oh, but, uh, excuse oh, me, on, Onion Head. But on set, yeah, but on set they called him Onion Head, and uh, and the uh, uh, the crew had canonically stated, or non-canonically, I should say, stated that he was supposed to be the ghost of John Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> or at but least John Belushi's character from Animal House. Yeah, I was like, but it's supposed to be him from Animal House. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that, oh, you know God. what? And and that's that's kind of, that's both funny and sweet at the same time. Because, oh, like, you know, he had just passed away a year before they started filming this movie. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that, that was a nice little tribute that they gave to him. But yeah, man, he wasn't supposed to be anything. And and when they started doing the uh, the cartoon show and the toys, like they really focused on Slimer, which yeah, is it's such a shame a because yeah, which is such a shame because you know uh, he he's let's face it, he's the Boba Fett. Uh, he had the Boba Fett effect where he shows up <laughs> and he becomes like the face of the franchise. You know, this for, like, icon of of the franchise when he was really just like there for a minute. Yeah, like, like, he wasn't even supposed to be anything. He was just, you know, there but, are whole ass shows dedicated to the guy who got knocked into the Sarlacc pit by a blind dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like the most pathetic, the most pathetic death scene ever, and he became like this this icon, which by the way is, is pop- <laughs> which by the way is is quickly becoming my favorite thing on Disney Plus right now, the Book of Boba Fett. I haven't um, watched. I have not saying, watched that yet. I'm just like, saying, dude. I'm waiting for it to finish. It's the same reason I haven't watched season two of Euphoria because we're only two episodes in, and I was like, oh fuck, I forgot uh, this is an actual TV show. Yeah. Oh god, you don't even get me started on Euphoria, dude. I like, don't even get me started. The, the first dude. season is so amazing, but it's so ugly, dude. It's so ugly. I know. But anyway, and I mean that in the best possible way. I'm not. I'm not downing it. I'm not downing it at all. No, no. I, I, I'm gonna watch the second the last episode hits. I'm gonna watch the whole. I'm gonna binge the whole thing. I yeah. cannot, for the sake of my own like, just fucking sanity, wait a week to watch that show. <laughs> like yeah. it'll make it'll make me sick. Like yeah, I, I can't wait seven days to find out what happens next. I'd rather just like I'll wait it out. Yeah, wait it out. So, uh, so yeah, man. Uh, speaking of speaking of Slimer, dude, I, I want to talk about the special effects in this movie real quick. Um, because, uh, we've been spoiled with, uh, with computer, uh, computer generated images and, uh, you know, special effects nowadays. Uh, Slimer was a practical effect, a real puppet that was actually built and they used old school, uh, in camera filming techniques to make that happen. And it still holds up. It's so amazing well. that it still holds up so well. Like yeah. it, I I watched. I have a high def TV, and I watched uh-huh. it in like Blu-ray high def, and like some things look better than others. Yeah. Um, and like, like the some, rotoscoping still the rotoscoping looks really bad on an on a 4K TV, right? Yeah. But the but Slimer, dude, like it looks so good. And like he still does look good. Like some of the ghosts look better than others. Um, 
like I don't want to point any fingers at the marshmallow man, but you can kind of see through <laughs> his suit in 4K. Especially in 4K, yeah. Yeah, you could see the light coming from the other side of his ass. And I'm like, I can see a whole ass person in that fat suit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was really oh, concerned man. about letting that thing breathe. But like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, fine, but it was, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know who who it was in that suit, but you know, I'll all credit to a man wearing that hundred pound suit under all those lights, you know? Yeah. Like I, 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 I'm willing. There's certain movies where I'll let go. Just some well, movies. Say, I, say that one more time. Say that one more time. Oh no. I was saying that like, I, I'll forgive like, like bad things in really good movies. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll yeah. forgive everything in evil dead too. There's so many mistakes <laughs> in evil dead yeah. too. Most of which Bruce Campbell points out himself on the commentary. Yeah. But like, it's so funny to, to, to watch and hear them make fun of it. But it's like, there's a real labor of love that goes into certain movies. Yeah. And like ghostbusters was one of those movies. You could tell that like they worked extra hard to make it as good as it was. Like, they had something to prove with Ghostbusters. I felt. I think like, so. I think so. And uh, it 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 really showed in in the fact that um, they had nothing to work with, dude. They they honestly yeah. had nothing to work with, and they relied like the charm of the actors, the charm of the special effects, the charm of the storytelling. It really comes through. Yeah, big time. So, uh, the, so yeah, man. The 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 special effects. Uh, really hold up and like the side characters man like the 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 the, the story the, the way the story goes is that they they uh um they start doing their thing and they become big time celebrities right yeah and then we're introduced to uh Dana Barrett played by Sigourney Weaver and her neighbor Louis Tully <laughs> played by rick moranis the legendary rick moranis which by the way i i i i want to i want to say that like 90 percent of his dialogue was ad-libbed yeah you can <laughs> rick moranis is the king of ad-libbing you know does, nobody does, can touch him does his shit the does i mean I, Want to say again? Okay, you're breaking up one more time. Do you say it one oh, more time? Sorry. Can you hear me now? I think yeah. I was on top of the wire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I know what the problem is. Like, I cannot touch the wire at all on this thing. Okay. No, no. But what I was saying was, um, does his dialogue, at least to me anyway, does his dialogue not get funnier the older you get? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like he like, just gets so much funnier, dude. Like there's a scene where he's throwing a party and like he just goes on this rant about how people? he invited how he invited clients instead of friends. Yeah. <laughs> dude, the part I, I remember watching that the other day. Uh-huh. And there's this scene where where he goes, and I know you do your own taxes, which you really shouldn't do. My brain immediately went, oh, God, you really shouldn't. Like, 
Uh, like, oh my god, that's funny to me now. Is that's good funny? advice. <laughs> it's really good advice. No, it is, dude. Like doing your own taxes is how you end up in jail. Like <laughs> just let somebody else do it. Like they go uh, after them when the shit gets when the shit hits the fan. Like so, so it, uh, so 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 like uh, uh, um, explain this to me or or you know kind of kind of explain it to me. Was um. Was he was he trying to get with her? Man, the older I get, the less I feel that. Right? Like, like he doesn't I come think, across as creepy. He just comes across as extremely friendly. Yeah, he he just he, he strikes me more as the type of dude who just desperately wants her to be his friend. Yeah. Like that he he doesn't have any friends and he wants to say that at least he's cordial with his neighbor. Like it it almost feels like he's doing it just so he seems more human. Like <laughs> It's very Zuckerberg, <laughs> if you really think about it. You think so? Like, because I used to think he had a crush on her, but I'm like, yeah. you know, if you go back and you really watch this movie, he never says or does anything. He never, he never says or does anything what? He never says anything to indicate that he's trying to be anything except a good neighbor to her. Yeah. Like, he really doesn't. He never hits on her. He never, like, says anything remotely, like, like perverted or sexual. Yeah. Like, there's there's no overtone to that. It's just for some reason, you just assume that when you're younger. Yeah. Like, as an adult, I'm like, I don't think he, I don't, if that's what he was aiming for, he missed that mark. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I like don't he, think he's, he was aiming he's... for that at all. Like he's so socially awkward that he, I, I, I honestly think, and 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 this is this 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 is the way I looked at it, like it, it's like him just trying to, to like get close to her, not in a not in a weird creepy way, but like as he was trying to help her or something, you know? Yeah. Like he <laughs> like all he ever seemed like he was trying to be helpful. Like yeah. even when he said like, oh yeah, you know what I did? I turned my TV up way loud so I thought everybody would think there was something wrong with both our TVs. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was really just trying to be a very helpful neighbor. Yeah. And, and then like, like when 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 she shuts him down and she's she closes the door in his face, he's like, okay, I'll call you later. I'm gonna go have a shower. Like you know, he just like it's just like yeah, you know, you know like he. he he doesn't linger. <laughs> he could have been really weird and like touched the door or something yeah. to indicate that he was like, hey, he had feelings for her. Yeah. And like nothing. There's no indication at all. Even when you go into part two, like he's all over Janine in that one. <laughs> like, Well, she's all over him. Well, she's all fair. over him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he doesn't even pick up on it. Like she literally has to jump on him in order for him to to get it, you know? <laughs> and like, I, I don't I don't know, man. Like if it turned out Lewis was a serial killer... It almost seems like he was just nice to to Dana just so that she'd be on TV going, he was such a nice man. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. It's 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 really weird. And like I said, like the older you get, like the funnier that movie becomes. Like, yeah. especially if you've worked <laughs> Okay, so, say again, especially if you worked what? The joke. That Ray says, like, you've never worked in the private sector. They expect yeah, results. They expect right? results. <laughs> like, that's true. You're like, once, once you've actually had, like, these shitty nine-to-five jobs where you work and you're not appreciated, this movie's very blue-collar at its roots. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's another thing that I, that I pick up after multiple watching, right? Because, yeah, dude, like, these guys are just blue-collar 
uh, workers who are who are and there's a there's a fantastic scene where um, where uh, uh, Winston Zedmore is introduced and he's he's interviewing for the job right and then uh, Peter and and Ray come in and he's like he's like oh man I, I like this it's been such a heavy day he's like he's like uh, you look you look bad he's like what you didn't used to look like this yeah yeah you used to look worse <laughs> or something like that <laughs> yeah. It and then she goes, really? Oh, you look, you look worse, but <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she goes like, uh, it's he, this is Winston Zeddemore. He's here for the job. And like, without any hesitation, like beautiful, you're hired. Get over here and help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like beautiful, you're hired. It's like, Welcome dude, aboard. it's like, it's like, dude, I have been there, dude, because like I've hired people at, at jobs that I've worked at. Right. Like I've, I've yeah, done that. Dude. And like, you, you need, need people. you need people. Dude. <laughs> That's why like, I don't buy this work shortage shit. And I'm like, horse shit. Yeah. Like, well, I've hired people before. Like, that's a lie. If yeah. there ever was a lie, like I've hired people under the tutelage of somebody over me, and they've uh, told me the same thing. Like, just for fuck's sakes, hire six people today. Like, yeah. you got it, boss. <laughs> like, if six yeah. people come through the door, if only six people come through the door, congratulate all six of them. They got jobs. <laughs> like, you got yeah. it, boss. Yeah. Like, I've been there. That's so why I'm like, horse shit. Work shortage in my ass. There's nobody wants to work for your bullshit pay anymore. But, like, <laughs> and I think that's what was so good about Ghostbusters is that the reason we attach ourselves so much to it when we were kids, I think it's because they always felt like they could be our dads or our uncles. Yeah, like, we know these guys, you know? Yeah. Like, we, like, know, we know, like, they weren't superheroes. Right. They weren't superheroes. They weren't, like, like these, these superhuman uh, 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 you know, mo- guys that that uh, anybody could do this job if right. they wanted to, right? Which right. is shown by by the fact that Winston Zedmore comes in, and you know, basically is is one of the best members of the team, right? Like yeah. right off the street. Which is funny because like a- after after the movie came out and they started doing the comics and everything, uh, they gave Winston Zedmore a fully like fleshed out backstory. Yeah. Where um, at the time when he joined the Ghostbusters, he was just out of the Air Force. He had gone to college. He got his master's and I don't know what. And like he was yeah. he was the kind of guy that was like he didn't want to be stuck in an office all day. You know, right. Like He, he could basically go out and get any corporate job he wanted, but mm-hmm. he wanted to be out on the streets, you know, doing something. But he didn't want to be a cop, you know, which is <laughs> such a damn shame that they didn't like play up more of that because they were supposed to when when the role was going to go to Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and like uh, when Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy left, the, they cut the role in half. Winston Zedmore was supposed to be there from the beginning. He was supposed yeah. to be another scientist. Yeah. Or at least another graduate student, you know? And that's what I really liked about um, the video game. The video game was what made it canonical that he's that he's Dr. Winston Zedmore now. Yeah. Like yeah. that he got his doctorate in something. Yeah. And I, I've I've always liked that. And even in, in Ghostbusters Afterlife, they refer to him as Dr. Zedmore. Dr. Zedmore, yep. I'm which, like, I, I love that. Like, yeah, I, which I is so that. great, dude. Like, that's exactly uh, the way they had set it up in the previous canon. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he would be, right? Like, yeah. he'd, be a, he'd be a doctor, you know? And yeah. he'd, he'd have more accolades than any of the other guys, you know? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Like, some guy off the street is 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 uh, more qualified for Ghostbusters than the Ghostbusters themselves, you know? Oh, shit. And but, like uh, I, I've I've always dug like all the characters like all and like they really flush some of them out and some of them they just they don't but like it, it's just and that's the thing that's so good about that movie if you go back and you watch Ghostbusters it's such an ensemble yeah like, everybody all the way down to my personal hero and yours 
I, I like I like how 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 your your mic cut off just as you're about to say the name. <laughs> my my personal hero and yours, Walter Peck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like Walter Peck's my fucking hero, dude. <laughs> so so uh and and uh and real quick, man, like like to, to talk about Sigourney Weaver again, she was probably the the second or third biggest star at the time because she had just come off of aliens, by the way. Yeah, like she had absolutely. already done aliens. So I think no, I no alien. The first alien had came out in what nineteen seventy. No, the first 79. alien movie. Seventy nine, yeah, right? The first one came out in seventy nine. And aliens and came I, out in eighty six, I think, right? Did it? I feel like yeah. aliens came out before, like right before Ghostbusters. No, no, no you're right. No, eighty six. No, was, this was this was after Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So you're she was right, a big right. time. She was a big time star by the time. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like by the but, by that point, people knew who she was. But I want I, I want to talk about uh, what we're gonna do right now, man. Is we're gonna take a real quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about one of the uh, both most underrated characters and one of the most legitimately hated characters in all of mm. movie dumb, which is Dickless Robert Peck. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a real quick break and uh, we'll be right back here on the uh, Movie Know-It-All podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Turn the movie on the uh, Know It All Network, uh, and uh, we'll be right back. Bye-bye. Mucus. This happened to you before? Huh. First time? Speak to it. Good idea. 
Hello. I'm Peter. Where are you from? Originally. Alright, okay. The usual stuff isn't working. Okay. I have a plan. I know exactly what to do. Now stay close. Stay close. I know. Do exactly as I say. Get ready. Ready? Get her! Ah! That scene, I think, perfectly perfectly shows the the both sides of this movie, the scary and the unbelievably hilarious. I was literally about to say that. I was like, boy, that's a really all-encompassing scene for this film. Yeah. Like, it, it really does show that, like, even the way they're playing, like, because I'm not, like, you play these clips like before we we come back on for the second hour and I don't I'm not watching this like we're neither of us is watching this like yeah. we're hearing the audio mm-hmm. and like just sitting here like it's it's always fun to do that cuz you get to you get to almost walk it in and then look at and like the movie should be creeped oh, no, oh, out. Like, say, say say that say that again <laughs> Oh, sorry, I leaned on the damn wire again. Uh, I was saying, like, you you watch that scene and, like, you just listening to that music, just hearing it, and the movie's telling you, like, you should be creeped out. Yeah, like, the music and, and the, the camera angles. Like, yeah, like, you, there's a fucking ghost. You should be <laughs> weirded out by this. Yeah. And they are just so, like, okay, we caught a ghost. Like, now what do we do? Like, they've known forever. Ghosts are a thing. They're fucking real. Like, in this universe, they're a fucking thing. And, like, all they have to do is prove it and catch it. Well, they've proved it. And, like, okay, how do we catch it? Like, I don't know. I didn't think we'd get this far. It's such a funny fucking moment to watch. Like, even when he's like, what do we do? And Egon starts, like, calculating shit and stops that. (laughs) Like, what are you doing, you idiot? Like what, what what in the science books taught you about this? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like it's and, and like a fucking great and, moment. And like everybody like and 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 they look at it or they're acting like this is uh any other problem to be, you know, solved, right? Like yeah, okay. They're, they're treating it like exterminators that just came upon a tiger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what do we do now? Like, do we shoot it with a trank guard? Like, that's trank that's hand that's good for a fucking possum. We yeah. might just piss the tiger off. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be the one to pull that trigger, Jerry. You know, like <laughs> exactly. And, it's and just, that's it's and so that's, funny the way they treat it. And when I brought it up earlier, like I really meant it. Like, the, none of the other Ghostbusters movie, including the the '89 sequel, had mm. this tone or had this. Uh, uh, you know, feeling to it, right? To where, to where it was these regular blue collar guys who are dealing with this in a blue collar capitalist kind of way. Yeah, for lack of a better term, it's a problem. We'll solve it. Yeah, the hook while they're (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost 40. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I used to know all the words of that song. Bite me. So. 
I know far more words to that song than I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, uh, as we teased before the break, I wanted to get to one of the most controversial parts of this movie, which is um, the character of the wonderful, uh, mostly underrated, and and like vastly, uh, vastly, vastly underrated, underrated <laughs> um character of Walter Peck played by the always gracious and 99% 100% uh, 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 friendly William Atherton who let's face it got done dirty by this movie oh god dude (laughs) he has to play a dick the rest of his life well, you're never going to see him as the charming dad in anything. He's going to be the oh. dickhead neighbor. Like, Dude, he was, he's the bad guy in everything that he's ever done, right? Even in the movie, even in the movie, didn't he come out in Biodome? Even in Biodome, like, he's the bad scientist? guy. <laughs> he has to be the bad guy in a world where Paulie Shore and who gives a fuck Baldwin are the good guys. Yeah. Like, what the fuck kind of universe am I living in? You know that he didn't realize how bad it was until he was walking down the street in New York mm-hmm. and some kids all opened the windows. Apparently, on this route board and all And then and they, and they, and they shouted oh, what? Shit. And, and they shouted they shou- what? They shouted... They shouted dickless at him. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh shit, this is gonna be a fucking forever thing. Like the and that poor, poor guy, guy, man. <laughs> and and from all from everything that I've heard, he's nothing but a courteous, genuine, like a genuinely nice person who, oh, like, you know, who will say hi to you, he will sign your autograph. Like he, he's a generally nice guy. But like, you know, for a while there. It was like, you know, he had he, he everybody just knew him as Dickless or Peck, you know. Peck, but dude. but let, let's let's get into it why why this thing's so controversial. And it's become even more controversial uh as the as the years go by and and we as a society, uh well, I say we as a society, but I'd like to think the more enlightened of us become more environmentally uh conscientious, right? To where well. <laughs> Will, uh. you and I would defend this guy like you know who he would be in this world right now? You know who Walter uh. Peck would be? Dr. Uh. Fauci. I I I think uh, Dr. Fauci is better at articulating his points. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying he's, he's less of a hated, dickhead. But, no, no, I what I'm saying is half the world would hate him. Oh, yeah, half yeah, the yeah. world would still hate him. You and I would be fucking like that guy's a doctor, man. Like yeah. even now, if you really watch it, he's with the goddamn EPA. He's with the Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah. Like you, and it's it, what's so funny about him. If you really think about it, they're making fun of Ralph Nader. Like that's Are what, they now? that's who Walter Peck is supposed to be. Ralph Nader, who only gave us seatbelts and airbags. Thanks, Ralph, for not letting us <laughs> die in 15-mile-an-hour car crashes. You know like, what happened with Ralph Nader? You know why I have such a bad taste in my mouth with in regards to Ralph Nader? is because I remember a time when he ran for president, right? And it's because of him that we got uh, George Bush II, you know? 
Like, like let's be real. Let's be real, real. Right. Thanks to Ralph Nader, we were brought such gems as strategery. So, <laughs> <Love yeah>. box. <laughs> ha- hashtag never forget. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hashtag yes. mission accomplished. <laughs> hashtag mission accomplished. Sure thing. <laughs> yeah. you're, oh, about t- you're about 10 years and $500 trillion too late, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was taxpayer money. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Anyway, dude. So, oh, so yeah, that man. All, so that was all. That was all food stamp recipient. <laughs> you're right. Oh, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you, think Nader, rant, you, you think Ralph Nader played it? Paid any of those taxes? Hell no. <laughs> no. Oh, he didn't. So, but so like, anyway, but anyway like, yeah, dude. So, so let, let me ask you this, man. If there were a situation where uh, this group of people, like like these these quote unquote scientists had this thing and we had no idea what it was we had no idea what it did we had no idea what kind of uh energy consumption or or like how did they even get the permits to build this yeah thing no in the middle shit. of new york city you know and, and i think and here's the thing like because here's the thing that they really do kind of explain in the movie but they don't they kind of explain it away they use it as exposition but it is there uh-huh. And uh-huh. and it's like, why do you want to know all this stuff? Well, because I'm curious. Because yeah. no one's ever regulated this stuff before. Yeah. It is the job and the responsibility of the Environmental Protection Agency to make sure that everything is up to code in this building and mm-hmm. nothing that you do can hurt anybody around you. Like you're walking around carrying confessed, unlicensed nuclear accelerators. Yep. Like you want the EPA to step in and go, hold on a second, yeah. dude. And, and 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 you know what this brings to the like this this brings to my to my attention at least. Like, and I didn't even notice this until later on as an adult when I was watching this movie. And as I said, you know, I became more environmentally conscious. Yeah. Is the fact that, yeah, uh, they don't have permits. They would not be able to get permits for this thing. This yeah. thing is illegal. <laughs> they just opened a business in the middle of New York City. Yeah. This thing like, is illegal. highly illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Walter Peck was right. He, he was really a dick was. about it. He was a yeah. dick about it. But that's why he's supposed to be a, ra- a Nader Raider. He's supposed to be yeah. one of those guys that's like, like, fucking airbags are important, you idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, we're trying like, to save goddamn lives here. <laughs> Like, like this is the kind of shit that people were pissed off about. Like when when they introduced the new kind of light bulb, and people were like, "No, man, you can't take away my my old light bulbs." Like, you know. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, dude, like the, the, the there's an environment that we need to look after, and with everything going on right now, especially in the '80s when when yes. uh, 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 environmental legislation was really starting to come up, and people were like, "Hey." Why are they dumping nuclear waste in our drinking water? You yeah. know, save the whales. Fuck them. Save us. Yeah. Like <laughs> you needed to be a dickhead to be part of this sort of thing. Like you had to yeah. be a dickhead. And like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like I want my EPA. I want them to be Walter Pecks. Like yeah. I don't want them to be spineless jellyfish, dude. Like I want <laughs> them to be fucking assholes that come with the cops yeah. and just shut this off. Shut all this shit off. 
Like, yeah. I want that guy. He went like, about it the wrong way. Like, no, he absolutely on, went about like, it the wrong way. He went about it the wrong way. But when they told like, him shutting these off could be cataclysmic, it's a bad idea. Maybe fucking yeah, maybe work with them a little bit, you know? Like, like look. Okay. Like, 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 yeah, we built this. Okay, you caught us. You caught us, okay? Let's, like, let's talk this out. <laughs> like, don't turn that thing off. Like, it's setting yeah. off a bomb. Like, I will sue your ass for wrongful prosecution. We cannot be held responsible for what happens, you know? <laughs> and that's basically them admitting, like, yeah, like, we're, we're like, this is a big danger to the environment. Yeah, and, and sure like, enough, is- as soon as he shuts it off. <laughs> That's the thing. I all I do always wonder, like, but does he have a case here? Cause fucking like Vakeman said, like, yeah, we did it, but we didn't know how bad it could get. <laughs> like, we really didn't know how bad it could get. Yeah. Like nobody's ever done this before. And that's on like, them they, too, dude. Like, that's all on them, dude. <laughs> yeah, like who was the first person to fucking scramble an egg, bro? Like sometimes you gotta break one to fucking scramble it. Yeah. Like, sorry, sorry we picked New York City. Bad choice. <laughs> Should have went with Lexington, Kentucky or some shit. Nah, that's a pretty. That's I say that, but that's a pretty big city. Yeah, maybe bumfuck Kentucky. I don't know. Bumfuck Kentucky, or how about like 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 Senate Missouri? <laughs> There's nothing or like, there. Or fucking New Hampshire. I'm pretty sure that state's not real. <laughs> or Australia. I had yeah. I had an I had an ex one time. I I had mentioned that I'd been in this town called Casper, Wyoming, and she's like, Wyoming's not a real state. I'm like, what? She's like, that's a made-up state. Like, nobody you know has ever been to Wyoming. Okay, like, so I've I, been I, to Wyoming. I have two questions, man, about that. Um, one, like, what made her think that Wyoming wasn't a real state? And two, uh, what the fuck are you talk, doing talking to somebody so stupid? <laughs> I don't, man, you have no idea. It was so weird to be in a relationship for two years and then find out all this weird shit about them as a person. Like... I just assumed we agreed on simple things like the moon landing. <laughs> oh no. Like, she she's sure we faked that. She's like, no, I'm sure we've been to the moon since then, but we faked the landing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like <sighs> some shit. I'm I, like, there's just some things that I'm not gonna fight with people about. Like the moon landing's one of them. Whether the earth is flat, it's not. <laughs> it it's so funny when uh when when i'm watching videos of of uh of flat earthers and you know science deniers and stuff and they're like there's no proof that the world is round and i'm just thinking to myself sure. like yeah dude like there's things called you know time zones and eclipses and you know stuff like that but Tall season, buildings? seasons, <laughs> seasons for fuck's sake. But like, have uh, you, like, bro, what's the tallest building you've ever been on? Have you ever seen a sunset from a fucking like, I, I think it's at least the 13th, 14th floor. Like you can see curvature, dude. Like <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, God damn it. I oh, forget it. Anyway. That's so, a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, man. Scream the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can just I can just like like picture it like we're, we we bring that up as a topic and then the very first thing we do is and the entire episode is done in one breath, all right? <laughs> one angry breath. One like, angry breath. So my head would explode, dude. <laughs> so Walter Peck, man. 
both the cause of and solution to all of Ghostbusters' problems. You know, <laughs> your mother. <laughs> that is such a great line. Yes, where he's it like is. everything was going fine until Dickless here shut it off. Is this true? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. This man has this no man dick. Has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, man. What if you're wrong? Well, we're wrong. Nothing happens. We go to jail peacefully, quietly. We'll enjoy it. But if I'm right, you will have lives of millions of registered voters. <laughs> that's such a- and that is the line that's like, okay, what do you need? What do you need Boy- from me? Boy, talk about a line that got funnier as I got older. Like, <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, yeah, that's pretty, that's how you get them to start saving us, dude. And that's even funnier. Like after after watching something like uh, uh, "Don't Look Up." <laughs> oh man, I I I hear a lot of reporters are like, "Eat a dick" about that movie. But, no, because it, it totally exposes them for what they are. Like they're they're <laughs> they're a bunch. A lot of them are fucking goons. A lot of them are. There's some real reporters out there, and I think that's the problem is that they're lost in a sea of fucking BuzzFeed articles. Yeah. But like, I I just but I'm I'm just as guilty as anybody else of fucking getting sucked down the BuzzFeed like hole. Like what a bunch of interesting shit that doesn't matter. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, there, there 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 are some real talented writers that BuzzFeed. It just so happens that like the really shitty ones are the ones that get all the attention. Yeah, but I mean, the the other problem is that everybody thinks they're fucking Gonzo now. Like everybody wants to be fucking Hunter S. Thompson. It's like, shut up, dude. He did all the drugs already. Like, <laughs> just shut yeah, up. No, there, you know there, what there I mean? can, I'll tell you one thing, man. There can never, ever, ever be another Hunter S. Thompson in the world. No, <laughs> not in not in this world. Not in this mm. world. No, no, no. That would just be what we call a junkie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck how interesting of a writer he is. He's a drug addict. So, so uh, they, the final, the final piece of this movie is, I, I think, uh, uh, is where, I don't want to say that the movie falls apart. It, it, it's, it's, it's just where it rushes. Uh, it what? It rushes. It it does rush, mm-hmm. and 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 I I think it 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 doesn't really know how to end, but we Boy, we it get... really it really does feel like they started filming this before they had an ending in mind. Yeah, because they they kept rewriting it as they went along, right? Because that ending is fucking wacky. Like it it's works. weird, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it still works to this day. But like we really yeah. tried to cram in like like two villains at the end of the movie. Yeah, and 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 the the like. The first seventy-five percent of this movie is just so brilliantly done, and so like like perfectly done. And, and they had to end the movie. They had to have this big giant scene and everything. And it just so happened they didn't have any money for it. Yeah. <laughs> so so we get this climactic battle, uh, where ironically, like really, really, like hilariously, for some reason, all random Ron Jeremy shows up as an extra. <laughs> Yeah. In New York, you know, like he's just there, like pointing up in the sky and stuff. I don't know. I just wanted to mention that uh, the he's in jail now, rightfully so. But <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like they 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 uh, uh, Dana and Lewis. And I didn't get this as a kid. Right. 
and they oh, really they hammer they, they really hammer this home in afterlife which i think is so yes, hilarious they yes they do <laughs> like in case yeah in case you didn't figure it out when you were kids the key yeah. master and the gatekeeper <laughs> like yeah the key went into the lock folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's like one of those uh stock footage uh scenes oh, that they show when two people it's are it's a double entendre i get yeah. it <laughs> double entendre double entendre <laughs> double entendre <laughs> oh my goodness dude and and dude rick moranis has the 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 funniest line delivery and facial expressions in these scenes yeah, yeah dude he really does <laughs> like okay. like he's like, He's like, goes to the traveler. He'll come with one of the pre-chosen forms. During the retrification of the Voldrini, the traveler came as a large moving toward. Then, during the third reconciliation of the last of the major supplications, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slore. Many shoes and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I could tell you. <laughs> you did that really well. <laughs> I'm I'm reading this, brother. I'm reading this <laughs> off the screen. He said it like like as an ad lib, bro. Just like, fired it off, dude. Like he just like, fired it off and, and like without missing a beat, dude. You know? <laughs> how do you not laugh that? Right? Like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he just just stood there and no sold him on that. Yeah, like, uh -huh. and he's, he's so good at that. He's so good at that. Like just straight up, like not uh uh not not like listening to it, you. but not reacting it. Like this dry uh this dry uh, uh sense of humor that he has in this movie. He, he and then we have. What, and what? No, same from from what I understand, he made like a very real conscientious effort to not like make any kind of real facial expressions as Egon, like especially to not smile. <laughs> like yeah like and, he tried it, he, he tried really hard to play it like like straight. he was humorless yeah yeah it's so fascinating and i i think i think the thing i think the line that the most or that best describes his character is when janine asks him like do you have any any interests or any hobbies and he goes i collect spores molds and fungus fungus <laughs> <laughs> and what's brilliant is that and and this this is the great thing about afterlife is that there's a scene where 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 they're they're uh uh they're they're going through the the basement and he mm -hmm. has jars of spores molds oh, spores and molds and fungus yeah, <laughs> yeah dude i i caught a lot of i haven't read up all the easter eggs in it because uh, from what i understand there's like literally hundreds like every scene there's one yeah like there's like an easter egg in, in like every scene but like Man, the ones that I caught were like, were so good. Like the Twinkie, the Crunch Bar, like that was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they, um, I, like with 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 uh, Lewis being possessed, and then like he he's he's got this goofy demeanor about him, like saying stuff like that. And then you have Dana, who, uh, like in all honesty, like I've never really found Sigourney Weaver attractive. Un unless I'm watching this scene, unless <laughs> she's possessed, <laughs> and she's like, "Are you the key master?" I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> there's some." Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I am totally the key master. 
What can I do I'm you for? It's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, God. he's like, sounds like you got enough people in there as it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> fucking moron like yeah it's so good dude i i love everything that that that's the the thing that i always try to hammer about the ghostbusters movie is it's just such a like man what a fun movie yeah like when it came when it came to fun like there are so few movies that are just fun for the sake of being fun anymore mm-hmm. and like it's so few that feel that way like some feel like they're fun but they're like the primary goal is to just make money yeah. and like it, it just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel the same. Like the last movie I saw that I can really remember that I thought was just like fun. Like what a fun fucking movie that was, was Lego Batman. Oh yeah. Like, that's yeah. Last movie I felt was just like fun for the sake of being fun. Like, <laughs> well, that was, that was the best love letter you can possibly make to Batman. Yeah, and, and like it, it, I like that it wasn't afraid to make fun of the goofy shit that has happened in Batman lore because a lot of goofy yeah. shit has happened. And like yeah. I, I've I've always felt like Ghostbusters was always really good at, at laughing at itself and not taking itself too seriously. It was the it's the fans that take like Ghostbusters so seriously, and I forget yeah. that there's like actual sects of like teams of people that call themselves like official Ghostbusters, like. Yeah, which I've met. I've met some of them, and you know they're 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 good people. They're genuinely yeah, good people I, and stuff. I imagine. But um, yeah, dude, like fandoms are just they're they're toxic, dude. Especially they're, nowadays, dude. Yeah, they're really bad, man. And like, like I've given into a lot of like the like some of it. Like I'm still like, if you ask me what's better, like Marvel or DC, I'll always tell you fucking DC. Like <laughs> yeah. you're never gonna hear me say differently, but yeah. like. Just don't, just don't, uh, don't let people know that they're that they're casting somebody that's not white as one of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> Telling people, I'm like, I hope they fucking cast black Batman's and Superman's like all the goddamn time now, just to piss you people off. Like you and I yeah. are reading comics for different reasons, <laughs> like really different reasons, bro. Like, yeah. how many times does Superman have to beat up Nazis before those assholes get it? <laughs> like he's been beating them up since the goddamn radio show. Like I know it's fucking <laughs> so ridiculous, dude. And like I, 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 I don't know. The fandom got really bad with Ghostbusters because it became a thing where like you were either a fucking like just chauvinist piece of shit or you were betraying your childhood. And it's like, bro, like. Ghostbusters was not the only part of my, like, at all. Like, <laughs> I had so much shit in my childhood. Like, I think yeah. that if Ghostbusters got taken away from me, my childhood wouldn't be as cool, but I think it would still be pretty cool, man. Like, that leaves me with Batman, Transformers, G.I. Joes, like, all that shit. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I mean, and and um, it's, it's funny because this movie, it doesn't feel like... And I don't want, and I don't want to sound like, you know, you know, somebody that, that, you know, that doesn't know any better, but it doesn't feel like it's got a quote unquote agenda to it. Like it doesn't feel like the start of a franchise. It doesn't feel like, like it's trying to sell you toys or, or breakfast cereal or anything like that. It just just seems like a fun original idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun original idea that like we hadn't done before. And it's all, it's, it's a blast. Like. 
the formula does work if you do it right. Like, cause you can do it really wrong. Cause sometimes you get RIPD and you get wild, wild west, but sometimes you get men in black and like, yeah. I maintain that men in black is as good as ghostbusters in my opinion. Like I think, I think in another few years, like our kids will remember men in black the way we remember ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. And and uh the first Men in Black movie was was it very much took from the formula of Ghostbusters. And it did its Absolutely. own thing with it. To its credit, it did its own yeah. thing with it. Uh Barry Sonnenfeld did such a great job uh with that movie and uh everything was perfect, right? And then they made the sequel yeah. and it kind of ruined it a little bit, you know. <laughs> well, that's sort of the same thing with Ghostbusters, but like yeah. it, it's one of those things for me like where like I and I'll tell people too. Like you want to know how to make a perfect movie? Watch Men in Black. That's mm-hmm. a perfect film. Like Men in Black is perfect from beginning to end. Like it's edited so well, it's directed incredibly well. Like some things don't hold up, but it was the era of CGI. Yeah. Like it was it was the era where we started using CGI as as a crutch more than anything else. But um, it's still a great movie. Yeah, like Ghost Ghostbusters is one of those perfect movies. Like from beginning to end, it's it's fun. Like and like we were getting to like right now, like the the final act of the film is where it kind of does fall apart on you a little bit. Yeah, like, and 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 I'll and I'll admit this every day that it, it the the ending is it's not perfect. And I think I think that maybe if they if they would have had a little more time or maybe a little more manpower on the writing side. Um, I I, th- I just think that they wrote themselves into into a uh, uh, like a um, a corner into a wall. Into a corner, they wrote yeah. themselves into a corner a little bit, but at the end of the day, uh, it's it's everything else in the movie just makes up for the lackluster ending. Yeah, and even then, I don't think the ending is so lackluster. I think they just didn't know what they wanted. Like yeah. Gozer would have been an interesting enough like ending. Like it would have yeah. been an interesting enough bad guy to fight at the end if they knew what they wanted to do with it, and then like they just zap. I think I think they knew what they wanted to do with it. I just think that they weren't able to do what they wanted to do with it because you know you know what they originally had in mind. Yeah, they they originally like Gozer was originally supposed to be a uh, 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 an androgynous man in a in a suit played by Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, you know. And it was supposed to be this big, uh, like, multi-dimensional fight, you know. I don't know. He froze. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You there? We are experiencing technical difficulties. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What was that? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. I think we're back. We're back. Okay. Okay. What I was saying, man, is that uh, I don't think they were able to do what they wanted to do. Uh, they had originally wanted to get to cast Paul Rubens as this androgynous uh, guy in a suit, right? Like, uh, and, and instead they, they, they cast this uh, Annie Lennox type, uh, Annie Lennox looking type thing, you know? Just model, yeah, yeah. Which and you know, like, I'm not, I'm not mad at. You know, it was, it, it, it worked for no. Was. She was great, like she was great and everything, but like. It honestly felt like they didn't know what to do with her. And like, because you could have just as easily made that a voice. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You didn't need to actually show a physical form. 
Yeah. And then like they they kind of like end it with a zap, which was just really anticlimactic. Very and made you and made you feel like, okay, well, that's not the end, right? And then <laughs> it almost felt like they were trying to like like give you the old Jimmy Cameron surprise climax. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, because that wasn't a climax at all. So this is this is the climax. And like, yeah. But I like I always have, I always will love the appearance of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Which was like for the longest time before Slimer became the big thing was the like the center focus of yeah. everything, you know, like the state, the big time Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, which, by the way, uh, was uh, uh, what's the word? It, it was uh, 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 at the beginning of the movie when they showed Dana's apartment, she had a bag of Stay Puft Marshmallows. Yeah. Groceries. <laughs> you know, but. But yeah, man, the Stay Put Marshmallow Man was like the big thing uh, in the marketing and everything. And I like it. It it was the main creature that they showed whenever they brought up the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Was the was the Stay Put that that was what they really sold it on was that there's yeah. a giant Marshmallow Man at the end of this movie. Yeah, and it's like okay, it, I'm in. <laughs> and the toy the toy was kind of a a, a disappointment. Boy, because <laughs> because they had the toys of uh, of uh, the Ghostbusters. They didn't have the movie toys back then. Mm -hmm. They had the, uh, the the cartoon Ghostbusters, the, cartoon the dick Ghostbusters. the dick ones, yeah. and the 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 Stay Post Marshmallow Man was you know like this this this. Uh, it wasn't that much bigger than the actual figures were, you know. <laughs> it wasn't until it wasn't until years later when when Mattel had the license uh, to make the Ghostbusters uh, the movie figures. That yeah. they made a giant uh, uh, Stay Puft figure, you know. Yeah, I, I, I've always, and it's, it's weird because, like, like I said, I've always really liked uh, Ghostbusters, but I've never been a big collector of their stuff. Like, I'm always afraid I'm going to get sort of sucked into the, those worlds, man. I watch a lot of those um, videos with those guys who like, like toy hunters. I watch a lot of like, it's, it's so yeah. fascinating now that a lot of like wrestlers like hunt toys yeah like it's it's like the thing that they like to do and like they vlog it and stuff like that like i'm a big fan of uh ethan page's like toy hunts and stuff and like you hear mm -hmm. them say it all the time like oh dude i don't want to get get caught up in another collection <laughs> like, yeah. like they do and you watch these guys sometimes just like no nah, i'm gonna buy this whole collection like right now yeah. like i was watching this one episode where he was he was at a store with a friend and he's like they have every alien figure here and he's like, you're gonna buy a few of them? He's like, I'm gonna buy all of them. Yeah. And he just buys like the whole like rack of alien figures. He's like, I've always wanted these. Like I had two when I was a kid, and now I'm collecting them all because I want them. Who was the wrestler that bought the uh the Macho Man prototype, the LJN? Oh, that was, uh, it was made of wood. That was uh Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> like I get caught I get caught up in his show too. He buys mostly like wrestling figures though, like that's his yeah. shit. Yeah. I like watching more of Ethan Page's stuff because he buys a bunch of crap. Like he just buys like anything that really like strikes the mood for him to buy. And he has a rule that every he goes to like independent toy stores. Yeah. Like how we have Kaboom and Myth here. Yeah. Like he goes to places like that and he always has a rule that he he's he has to buy something. Yeah. Like he's gonna buy something while he's there. God, and it must be nice to have money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I'm I'm always fascinated that like that's the stuff that these guys like to spend their money on, and like one of them like bought a giant marshmallow man one time. Yeah, 
You're on the court again. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. So, so, (laughs) no, it's all good, man. So, uh, uh, Ghostbusters had a long line. I want to get into the to the merchandising of this of this movie real quick. Oh lord! Um, like they didn't have any. Like they had T-shirts. They had a. uh, They had like back in the eighties. Uh, like you had the the usual stuff that they had the t-shirts, the cereal, uh, all that stuff. It wasn't until the um, the late 2010s when mm-hmm. Mattel started a uh, collector focused website called Maddie Collector, right? Oh yeah, and, and, I and they that. really they really sunk their teeth into uh, most of their properties, which is like Masters of the Universe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started they they started making their uh, uh, their Ghostbusters figures, the Maddie Collector Ghostbusters figures, which yeah. were exclusive to the Maddie Collector uh, website. And mm. they had they had you know all the all the all the uh, the Ghostbusters. They had uh, uh, the four Ghostbusters, and then they had uh, uh, Janine and 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 uh, and Lewis. I think Lewis was an exclusive, a Maddie Collector uh, Comic Con exclusive, where he came with not only it was not only him. But he came with uh, the the bot the it was him it, it wasn't him as Louis Tully it was him as Lince Clortho, and oh, he had, okay. he had yeah, like yeah, his yeah. shirt tucked out and he had the thing on his head and he came with a bowl of popcorn and he also came with the <laughs> demon dog, it was a two pack yeah, yeah. with the demon dog right, and uh, after that when under Mattel I mean uh, Hasbro picked up the Ghostbusters license, and mm. they came out with the uh, Plasma series. Now, what's funny yeah. about that is that the Plasma series totally bombed, dude. Like, you could you can still find some of those figures in stores nowadays, dude. Oh my God, the bro, they're just old peg warmers. <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, I didn't pick up. I, I I picked up the entire first wave, but I didn't pick them up until like a year after they came out because originally the figures were twenty dollars each. They yeah, were twenty dollars each, and I I ended up buying all of them for ten dollars each. Or nice, like, yeah. Four Ghostbusters. The four Ghostbusters were ten dollars each, and I bought. They they had the four Ghostbusters, and they had um, uh, Dana Barrett, at, you know, her being possessed, and they had mm-hmm. uh, Gozer, uh, and uh, I bought Dana and Gozer uh, for five dollars each at Target. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> they were on the shelves for five dollars each, down from twenty, and That's they a had a. They had a collect, uh, collect and connect, build a figure of the, uh, I think, I think it was uh, Vince Clortho. I think it was Vince Clortho. Nice. Um, I think it did says he have red the- eyes. Yes, yes, he did. Nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, because I think they're both different. Like the the only difference you can tell between them both is one of them has a horns up and the other one has a horns down. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. Or something like that. But yeah, man. And then like like with with the cartoon, as far as the cartoon goes. Uh, they Kenner, remember Kenner? Oh, uh, God, yeah. one of the great toy lines of our of our youth. They uh, made all my favorite Batman figures, bro. Yeah, dude, they had all the all the all the they had the Batman license, they had the Ghostbusters license, they had the Alien license, mm-hmm. they had they originally had the Robocop license, like they had all that stuff, right? Kenner and was shit, and uh, they had they had the figures, but they were only based on the cartoons. Yeah, uh, I remember Diamond Select. Had a Toys R Us exclusive set 
that included not only the Ghostbusters from the movies, but but the the cartoon style figures as well. And they were like seven and about, inches. I was about to ask you if you remember the Diamond Select ones because yeah. I used to see them all the time at Toys R Us, and yeah, I always considered buying them, but I never did. Yeah, and they were they were twenty four dollars, twenty four ninety nine each, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were huge and they were heavy. Yeah, they looked it. They felt yeah. heavy in the box. Yeah, and they were big and they were heavy and they were articulated and everything. But uh, from my experience with them, I think I remember holding on, like grabbing one of them at a at a convention because they were selling them loose and stuff. And they oh, just okay. didn't feel good in my hands, man. Like they well, felt kind of loose, you know. Diamond Select never feels good unless you're unless it's a Marvel figure. They're very doughy, the 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 plastic that they use. Yeah, you know? I don't I don't care too much for it at all. Like like I said, the the only figures that have really struck my fancy as of late have been the McFarlane multiverse figures. Mm-hmm. Like that's the collection that I've been like collecting lately. I've been I've sold off so many of my elites. Like yeah. just the other just the other day, dude, there's this this guy, he's kind of a repeat customer, like but he drives over here from Harlingen. Oh wow! Like I don't ever have to meet him anywhere. He come he comes straight to my house and he like he brings cash. And I've sold nice. to him like I've sold to him like three or four times already. Mm-hmm. And this last time he messages me and he's like, "Hey man, I'm looking for like Shawn Michaels figures. Do you have any?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got a couple left." And I showed him what I had and he's like, "Oh, I'll take this one." And it like hit me. I was like, "Man, that's the first elite I ever bought." Oh really? <laughs> Sean Michaels. I sold it. I just let it go for like twenty bucks, and I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm good." Like I didn't care. Like I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like. It feels weird because like I've read about this, where you get a disconnection from mm-hmm. a, a collection of stuff that you buy, yeah. and you just want to start collecting other things, and that's what happened to me with with the multiverse figures. Like I had only ever intended on buying the one figure to go with the rest of my Batman toys. Mm-hmm. And like here I am, like fucking thirty, like thirty deep now. <laughs> yeah, like it's ridiculous, dude. Like yeah. every time I have like an extra like twenty bucks, I'm like, I'm gonna go see if they have any like cool multiverse figures. And you know, I I uh, I'm the kind of collector that I like to keep everything that I have, but at the same time, you know, life happens. You know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta sell off I've, your figures. I've, I've seen you let go of some really good figures, and and I regret it every single time because, like, for example. Uh, the majority of the stuff that I collect is Transformers. Mm-hmm. And um, I had almost every figure from the Transformers animated line. I had almost every figure from the Transformers Prime line. I had almost every figure from the, every, like the first three movies. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, 07, 09, 2011. Like I had all those figures. I had to let them go. You know, I had a whole collection of G1 figures that I had to let go, you know, mm-hmm. But uh, that was more out of necessity, you know, than anything. Yeah, that, that's yeah. different. That's different than letting go because you know you've lost interest. You know, right? And it, it's super, it's super weird to lose interest in that stuff. Like, because then there's some things that like I want to start buying, and then I'm like, I don't want to start collecting those. Mm-hmm. Like um, the the ones that have been grabbing my eye like so much lately are the Masters of the Universe figures. And yeah. like the, 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 the revelations one, the new ones with the, yeah. the, the better articulation. Cause I never liked the, the small He-Man toys. Even when I was a kid, yeah. I never cared for them, but like I had them cause it was He-Man and that's the best kind yeah. of toys you could get. And now they're like fully articulated and posable and shit. And I'm like, God, dude, like I want, yeah. he- I, I want, I really want He-Man and Skeletor. 
Yeah. And I'm like, I, I say that, and then like I'm afraid I'm gonna start buying like I'm gonna get imposter, and then I'm gonna get moss yeah. man. I'm gonna start like, like I know how I get. Yeah. Like I got that way after the, after I bought <laughs> with first, the McFarlane. I bought, yeah, I bought Batman Who Laughs, and I'm like, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm gonna get. And well, maybe I'll collect all the Dark Knight's metal, and like here I am, yeah. fucking thirty figures later, because I can't stop myself. So and, like so my I, wife I, encourages it. So <laughs> <laughs> which is the which you know my my wife doesn't encourage it. She she like okay fine you can get it. Like she does she doesn't say no to me, which is kind of which is kind of weird and dangerous at the same time. It's dangerous, so, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, so, it's like, it's weird because like my my wife got real. I bought her um uh an SH figure art Sailor Moon, uh, and she was like. They never made toys like this when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, why do you think I'm obsessed with my 89 Batman? Like, they never, this is the exact toy I wanted my whole life as a child. Like, yeah. So, so you're, you're breaking up again, dude, but, but, oh, um, sorry. No, it's all good, dude. So, like, like, I, I'm, I'm I see those He Man uh, figures, but mm. I've been spoiled by the Master of the Universe classics. I had the He-Man, I had the Skeletor, uh, I had the uh, uh, the Battle Cat, and the yeah. Panthor, the Panthor, mm. the the uh, uh, Skeletor's uh, yeah, cat yeah, yeah. that he wrote that he wrote. Like I had those figures, and I'm sorry, but like the new Masters of the Universe, the 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 new ones that are at stores right now, they don't come close to those to those uh, oh, Masters no. Universe classics that no, I had. No, they absolutely don't. But you know what? You know what it is about it. <laughs> That like, and I, I was joking with my wife last night about it. I was joking with Patty and I said, I guess like, it's the same reason I never got into collecting the Marvel figures. They're fantastic the way they're made. Mm -hmm. Like I absolutely adore the way that they're made, but like, there's just something about them I didn't like. And then when the McFarlane multiverse came out, they're seven inches instead of six. And I was joking with my yeah. wife last night. I was like, I guess, I guess I'm a bit of a size queen. Like I like, <laughs> I like my toys to be seven inches. And yeah, like, like, like these so, figures, like they, they don't, they don't match up at all with, with, with my other figures. But know? that's the thing they do with the masters of the universe figures. Do they? The, the masters of the universe are built in scale with DC multiverse. And I only know that because I saw somebody take a picture of their He-Man, um, no, it was Superman and Skeletor. And I was like, what a fight, because Skeletor is magic. Yeah. Like, he, he could very, there's a very real chance he could whoop Superman's ass. That's true. It's the same thing with He-Man, like He-Man's magic. Mm -hmm. So like, I just seeing the pictures, I'm like, wow, they size up really well. And the guy was like, no, dude, like they're in perfect scale with all the McFarlane <laughs> figures. Like they're the same build, size, like everything. And I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like, oh, bitch, now I want it. Like, now I want E-Man and Skeletor. Yeah. But then, like, it's the same thing when the fucking, the death metal cycle came out. Do I need it? No. Do I want it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to, I want to, <laughs> do what? No, I was gonna say that because you want to buy like one line, and then like they release right before I started buying them too. That's when they started re-releasing all the old toys, and I'm mm -hmm. like, man, fuck you! I'm not gonna touch these. <laughs> I already know. Yeah. I already know this game. That that's that's another reason why I didn't I didn't get into it. It took me a while to get into the uh, 
like like the Ghostbuster one because I knew that I would want to get at least the four Ghostbusters in the the whole line because I wanted to get the build a figure right. Mm-hmm. But you know that that's that's the that's the uh, the pit that you risk falling into. Like with the yeah, Beast man. Wars figures, you know, like with the Beast Wars figures, the Transformers Beast Wars, you know, they uh, reissued yeah. them, right? They reissued. Yeah, them. yeah. I so like, that. so like, I, I go to Walmart.com over there over <laughs> Christmas. I'm showing it to them right now, and uh, <laughs> they have uh, Optimus Primal and Beast Wars Megatron, the uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. They had them on sale. They're originally <laughs> fifty bucks each, and they had them on sale for fifteen dollars each. Over Christmas. Uh, yeah, I would, I so of course I had to buy them, right? Of course I had to buy them. And I asked I asked my wife, I'm like, can I buy these? And she's like, Yeah, sure, of course, go for it. I'm like, damn. Okay. <laughs> like, why'd you say son of a bitch? Yeah, why'd you like, say yes? Like now now I and 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 they, they have two other ones. They have uh, Rat Trap and uh, uh Cheetor, but those are twenty bucks each. I'm not gonna pay uh, twenty bucks. I'm not gonna pay twenty bucks for a twenty five year old toy, dude. I'm sorry. That's where you start that's where you start convincing. Yeah, that's where you start convincing yourself of that kind of shit, yeah. right? Like, I'm yeah. not gonna fucking pay. I'm not gonna pay yeah. retail for that. Like, dude, they had they had a, a a reissue Optimus Prime, which was just the cab by itself. It didn't come with the trailer. It was just the cab, his fists, and a gun for fifty nice. bucks at Walmart. For fifty <laughs> bucks, I'm like, hell no, hell that's no, fucked up. hell no. Anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming to our uh, Toy Know It All podcast. Uh, it's, <laughs> It's been great. No, but seriously, uh, back to Ghostbusters, man. Uh, yeah, dude, like this is the kind of hole that talking to, talking about something like Ghostbusters gets us into, man. This is our childhood, dude. Us kids of the 80s. We grew yeah. up, we had such, uh, uh, like we had no idea how lucky we had it. And I know that every oh, generation really, has man. has their their conversation about how they were lucky to grow up with something. But uh, in, in our case, it really is, it really is true. That we were lucky no, to we, grow up with such great properties like this, you know. We we grew up with the last line of luck, I think. Like, yeah, I think we. I think we, so far it feels like we're the last line of of really good luck. Like I don't know, man. We we got so many good movies. We got to live through like so much cool shit. Like yeah. the, like I, I remember like the real nail in my childhood coffin was the death of Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I, I I was like, wow, like my six hours of toy commercials are gone, <laughs> and that's exactly what they were. But we look we yeah. look back at them fondly, and like with our with our now anti capitalist socialist brains, you no know, like we, <laughs> we look back fondly at the height of capitalism in the eighties, you know. But that is the beauty about our our the 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 uh, society that we live in nowadays, we have something called YouTube and these amazing YouTube channels that upload full two and a half hour blocks of old, uh, uh, like CBS, NBC, ABC, Saturday morning cartoon lineups in their entirety, complete with commercials, you know, a a while back, me and my wife, uh, imbibed in the, uh, wacky tobacco and, (laughs) and we just watched like, Saturday morning cartoon intros. Yeah. Like just the introduction songs and like it goes on for hours, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not like, they're not like, because nowadays you don't see that anymore. Like shows don't have intros anymore. Right. No, they don't. But back then intros were like, they told you everything you needed to know about a show. And each intro was like two minutes. Yeah. That's how they (laughs) Two minutes of intro, you know? Like Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles theme is almost three minutes. 
<laughs> you know, the Ghostbusters, the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon show theme is two and a half minutes. You know, <laughs> I like to I like to always tell people I'm like just so you're aware, like I love the Ninja Turtles cartoon as much as anybody else. I really did. Uh, like I still watch it with with like a lot of pleasure and joy. But I tell everybody all the time, like, really go back and watch that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. In any single episode that you can watch of that television show, pick any episode of the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Nothing that happens in that episode is as exciting as the intro. Yeah. Like nothing, absolutely nothing looks, feels, or is as exciting as the introduction of the Ninja Turtles cartoon show. That's because it is wildly two different animators you know like, you know you know what you know what's worse you know what show does that worse thundercats yes yes thundercats. dude exactly what i was gonna say thundercats dude thundercats is no the worst way, when it came to that they spent, dude they spent a hundred million dollars on that intro they spent ten dollars on the show yeah it feels like it <laughs> it feels like it at was. least like the ghostbusters cartoon intro like it 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 looked a little bit different from the cartoon, but the animate uh, the, the characters looked animated the same. Yeah, it moved differently. It was quite different animators, but yeah, like it, it it was it's still a blast. You know what I mean? Like some of those cartoons from when we were kids, like even Transformers was guilty of it. Yeah, Transformers, well, Transformers was the worst. It was the worst intro uh, of any Saturday morning cartoon, dude. Because like like you know you know how how i said that uh thundercats spent 100 million dollars on their intro 10 dollars on the show yeah. well transformers spent 10 dollars on the intro and 5 dollars on the show like <laughs> it's it's it, it's shit dude it's total shit and that's because i own all four seasons of the original transformers cartoon and the movie so like like i, I know i know for a fact but like with ghostbusters the the, the real ghostbusters cartoon show it like the cartoon show itself it still holds up. The, the the episodes are still really good and really Over. entertaining, and at times legitimately scary. I'm surprised oh, yeah. they were able to get away with as much as they got away with in the cartoon. Yeah, there's a lot of real creepy shit in that cartoon, man. Like, like when the, Egon the faces that, the boogeyman, dude. He was so, dude. Dude, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes was the 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 there was like some sort of mega monster bird at this place called castle till darby yeah like i remember that one i remember the one where winston has to play like baseball with a bunch of ghosts uh like the field of dreams episode i guess oh dude but like like that one was really good too there were some like, real heartbreakers in that in those yeah like that episodes dude yeah, I was like, man, that if, shit if is I, like. Dark. If I remember the baseball episode, I think that was one of those episodes that's like, damn, dude, like it really got you in the feels, man. Yeah, it does. It gets you in the feels. Like it really yeah. does hit you in the feels, man. It, yeah. The show is so good, dude. Like, very, very good. Yeah. Well, uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, and I uh, call it for the week but uh let us know what you all think of of a ghostbusters let us know what you all think of the franchise hell uh let us know what you think of us good bad or ugly because you know we're all three of them right so oh, yeah <laughs> so uh with that being said ladies and gentlemen uh hit us up on facebook hit us up on uh, on our on our personal uh, uh facebook pages uh pretty soon uh we're gonna be getting up a uh, patreon page that uh you'll be able to uh to uh uh share some of your wealth 
with us so that we can keep not only bringing you uh, more episodes, but better content. Uh, we plan on expanding, uh, not only talking about movies, but also many different subjects that we're uh, expert know-it-alls on. So uh, you can get our opinions on a lot of different things. So, uh, Bob, anything you want to add? No, so we're going to be huge. Huge. With huge. The, with a capital Y. With a capital, capital y, huge. huge. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the uh, highly anticipated uh, but not very well received uh, in many in many cases, uh, Ghostbusters 2, which came out in 1989. Hi, um, Bob, the scourge of the podcast. The scourge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's suffering from Moldovian kitten loss. This <laughs> is kitten. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, with that, we will see you all next week. I'm Will. I'm Bob. <laughs>